2: Oh yeah, there it is. It is Tuesday, which means it's Chair Shot Radio time on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. And welcoming back after a week off to Hockey Talk. My good friend, the lawyer himself, David Ungar, How are you, sir? How was Anaheim?
3: It was um pretty good actually. Not a not as uh, as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Other than power going wiping out on a a bunch of rides on what was it Thursday at California Adventure, but it was it was good. You know they did away with the virtual queues on Web Slingers and uh, Rise of the Resistance, so you know it was about a good hour wait to get on Rise, but clearly worth it. Um, especially to see my wife get abused by the first order. That was that was worth the price of admission, Pat. There you go.
2: Well, they don't like that resistance scum, as they would say. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you were gone last week. And for anybody who listened to the Patrick O'Dowd Public Apology Tour over the course of last week, as I dude recorded such a great chair shot radio with with Dr. S'mores himself, Kyle Morris, and then lost the audio on my side because my, I I didn't have my microphone. And so I tried to do my computer mic and I, I sounded horrible and had to 80, 86 our recording. I profusely apologized to Kyle and the interwebs on multiple podcasts. In fact, the recording that I redid where I tried something new and I really hope people will take a listen to that. uh, Because it's a, it's a concept that I'm hoping to turn probably in uh, probably I'm hoping to turn into a, podcast after the new year uh still working on a title uh i called it on chair shot radio the five and five ray or the five by five ray cash jumped on to help me with this idea where we took a concept and in this case christmas specials and gave a top five and a bottom five from each of us of that category where i in my bottom five included a lot of people's favorites the movie elf Dave uh, and I were talking about that prior to the show. Ray included the controversial um, decision of adding a Christmas story in there. And Dave, Dave I even said it on the, pro, on the podcast, on the pilot of the podcast, Dave's not going to approve and you're shaking your head. You haven't even listened to this yet. I'm going to call you out publicly. Uh, I really want you to go back and listen to it. Cause I, I do appreciate any feedback people have. So okay. give. Listen.
3: I can already tell but, you my feedback for Ray is going to be boom. Boo that man.
2: Like Ray's never allowed on the show again or something like that. Is out, is out here. So we'll see. I'm still toying with one. I got to just make sure that I have time to do a podcast because, uh, you know, it's definitely what I need in my life is a third podcast to record, right? Like that's what we have the time to do. But in the meantime, all kinds of great stuff happened in the world of hockey. Uh, so what we're going to do is, is kind of this new pattern that i I think i'm comfortable settling into which has just been kind of talking about the week that was you know on the ice in the nhl and and this week i'm going to be a little selfish i already told you ahead of time dave i really want to to focus in on my st louis blues because they on the ice have have had some struggles uh and then in the second half we're going to talk about some news items and the dumpster fire that seems to be a lot of uh NHL franchises, uh, particularly one Arizona uh, franchise, the Phoenix Coyotes. They got some some fairly significant, significant issues that are currently worked out, but we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, as long as uh, as well as some other like good career highlight goals and um, moments and stuff like that for some professional players. So pretty good show. I'm saying so entirely too much. So I'm going to move into our first commercial break. And when we come back in one minute and sixteen seconds, we'll talk around, uh, talk about what's been going on on the ice around the league, uh, with a little bit of a focus on my St. Louis Blues. You're listening to Hockey Talk on Chairshot Radio, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Here on the Chairshot.com.
0: pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv go to powerslam.tv promo code chair get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot the chair
2: always use your head All right. We are back. I made the mistake of not doing my transition. So Dave, here's the transition. And there's an, uh, another abrupt cutoff because Patrick Quinn is so good. Patrick O'Dowd, oh, well, I'm outed. Oh, well. <laughs> wow, well, uh, we you're on fire, you man. <laughs> I, you know what? It's your fault. You made me start early today. I haven't. I'm still working on the pot of coffee I get on my Saturday. So Patrick O'Dowd, totally not that other guy. Um, I. We've been talking about Colorado for a while now. They're making a, a charge. Uh, and they have and they and it has coincided beautifully with the St. Louis Blues tumble, and we're going to talk about that tumble and really what what I think has been the impetus and the cause behind that. but Colorado has gone from sixth to third, I think is is where they were as low as uh, here as we as we talk here on Saturday the eleventh uh, and, and I think is finally hit their stride as a team and, and is really moving along. Before we get into the blues, I guess I'm just gonna hand it over to you. Is is there anything that you want to note out of the week that was on the ice for you know any any particular team, other than that your your caps are now on second behind the Rangers. Well that's
3: and he ain't your eyes. That's the one, the Rangers. Uh you know, they just Colorado you mentioned the aforementioned Avalanche who got Nathan McKinnon back, and lo and behold, they're now surging shock. Suddenly they're good again. Suddenly they're good. Yeah. Uh, they ended the Rangers and Seven game winning streak emphatically it was a seven to three ass whooping, but still the Rangers <laughs> are in first place in the Metropolitan Division. And I mean, when you think about the start that Carolina got off to, and the fact that Washington's just been pretty yeah, consistent, they're, they're- and now you've got the Rangers have surged to the top of the of the division. Uh, they're better than I thought they'd be. I mean, I, I I thought they'd be a wild card team, but they look to be significantly better than that. Um, I, you know, I think, I think there is what didn't, uh, as teams at the bottom of the standings, I mean, the Flyers got rid of their coach. Um, the Islanders continue to suck and it's, it's strange. The Red Wings aren't going away. So, uh, and Pittsburgh's they were, playing though
2: they, though, though, they did get walloped by St. Louis not too long ago. Um, uh, and that actually made me feel better about this franchise, but
3: yeah, and, Edmonton's kind of slipped back a little bit. They're slumping a little bit. Vegas is moving up. Um, So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on. Um, We're more than a quarter way through the season. So now you're starting to see, you know, you get to the point, like, especially a team like the Islanders, where you're like, where we've been talking about them, it seems like every week now, like, what is wrong with this team? And it's now more than just, oh, it's just, you know, they'll get it together. Now you're looking at them saying they may not.
2: No, I think they are who they are now. Like I absolutely think that they like we're like the Islanders are who they who they're going to be this season. Because I don't see any relief, right? Like, what is gonna, what can they do, to to make a move? And and if you can't answer that question quickly, then you you've got your answer. Like, there's just not much there. So, yeah, I think um, that's kind of just it. Kind of is what it is. But I want to get back to the Blues because you had shared with me this like really nice like article uh, uh about and I'm going to forget his name so Nathan, give me a sec
3: Nathan Walker
2: Yeah Nathan Walker getting his first career hat, hat trick that it was like the first player from Australia mm-hmm. to ever get a hat trick and it's like oh that's a great story and then you look at the circumstances for for young Mr. Walker to be up with the Blues right now, and that's going to go to noise, and I don't want that. Uh, It's because the Blues are just devastating. We talked about things that can can derail a season from predictions. Injury and COVID-19 have absolutely decimated the St. Louis Blues to the point where, ahead of their game against Florida, I want to say, they had 17 available skaters that today I'm looking up at um, the top stories out of the St. Louis Blues website. And it's that now Husso and Wallman have been placed on injured reserve. And Matthew Pekka from Springfield has been called up under emergency conditions. Husso is like the third goaltender that they've had to, that they've had to put on it, uh, put on injured reserve for whatever reason, and it's it's I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted. They're still in fourth. Like that says a lot to me for for the work of Greg Baruby that that they've been able to do anything that they nearly you know that game with 17 skaters they nearly beat Florida. Like I think they lost, or they maybe they won in overtime, but like or they lost in overtime. But like I just. I I don't know. I, I, I can't wait for this franchise to get healthy again because I think the silver lining and the fanboy in me, like the meatball fan, is like
3: we're gonna be so good when
2: we are healthy again.
3: So they did win in overtime against Florida yeah. and then they destroyed Detroit. So they're resilient in the face of all this stuff and the pe and it, it's it says a lot to their you know, their farm system that they can just interchange people and keep Florida, winning.
2: World- yeah, our fourth goaltender, Jordan Bennington, no end in sight before for when he comes back. For example, all these and a lot of them are COVID related. I like I kept sending you message after message. Oh, this guy's in the COVID protocol. Oh, this guy's in the protocol. Ugh, everybody, you name it, it's except for Vladimir Tarasenko. He's not in the COVID protocol. He's not getting sick. He's just you know yeah. there and. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I mean, COVID continues to be an issue um, and and you're seeing it like I know the NBA issued statements to all these teams about crossing the border with unvaccinated status. And, you know, I don't you don't hear about the unvaccinated status with hockey players as much because I don't think it's as big of an issue. But uh, yeah, it's 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 prevalent. All these teams are having to deal with health and safety protocols and and the COVID issues. and, And that's still that's not going anywhere. And now with Omicron out there, they're going to get even more crazy about it, I'm sure. So, but yeah, your Blues continue to just kind of, I, I say continue to roll along, and and they are they're doing well. They're
2: surviving. Yeah. They're surviving.
3: They're still. I mean, right now they're still a wild card team, um, and it's technically tied with Colorado. But yeah, if if they're not going to, if they can't get healthy at the same time that Colorado is that gap's probably going to widen, I would say. And, 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 you know, you look at the rest of that division where you've got Minnesota's not going anywhere. Nashville continues to defy my expectations. Uh, Right. And, you know, so the the blues have got to do something to get healthy quickly and, and stay relevant in in the chase and all this stuff, but they're, they're hanging in there right now. I mean, like, like I said, it's over a quarter of the way through the season. They're not, they're not, they're going to be right there. I think, I mean,
2: I, I sure hope so.
3: I mean, you got to worry about Vegas is the team from behind who can spoil their wildcard plans. So I figure they've got to try and get in that top three if they can. Um, that's going to be tough if they can't stay healthy.
2: Right. I agree 100%. And thankfully, most of it is COVID protocol stuff. So this is people will be on track to go back. Uh, you know, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't cancel games. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad they're kind of playing through it. Uh, I know. What was the franchise? There was a franchise that canceled a couple, one of the Canadian franchises.
3: Ottawa, Ottawa had to
2: postpone. Yeah, Ottawa canceled a couple games, um, moved them over. I'm kinda glad St. Louis didn't do that. Just keep the rhythm, keep the season going. Hopefully these guys get back. Hopefully the bleeding isn't isn't too too terrible. But this is just a reminder, I think, to everyone, that this this pandemic it still has devastating potential for any franchise with these outbreaks um and is not to be taken lightly so
3: it's not over uh, not over folks sorry to disappoint you
2: very true thank you for indulging me on a little st louis blues talk when we come back we're gonna have some fun at the expense of the phoenix coyotes i kind of hoping we can end the show making fun of the phoenix coyotes we'll talk about a couple of other news items before we get to that but first i need to go to another commercial break which means I need to talk to everybody listening to this podcast about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. This is really, really important with the holidays coming around and supply lines. Don't wait to get your official ChairShot.com t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please tell me David Ungar is still there. I'm here. Okay, you I- froze on my end. Oh,
3: bummer. So, Let me fix I that. got
2: nervous. Anyway... That interruption notwithstanding, the holidays are upon us. We are running out of time. The walls are closing in. Head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and get that wrestling fan in your life, one of our amazing shirt designs, whether it's the OG chair shot logo, whether it's a shirt with one of our phrases and sayings like hashtag journalism, save tag team wrestling, everybody hates Craig, and so on and so forth, or just one of our logos. We got the OG chair shot logo over there. We've got all kinds of great looks and there's really something there for everybody that listens to our podcasts and and our networks. So what better way to to wish somebody a happy holidays than to get one of our shirts at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. They're only $19.99, but if you really care about that person and you want their shirt to feel nice on their giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style and they will thank you even more profusely Believe me. Once again, that site, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Get them something nice for the holidays. When we come back, some news around the hockey world. You're listening to Hockey Talk on Chair Shot Radio, part of the Chair Shot Radio network here on the TheChairShot.com.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com.
2: All right, welcome back. Dave, before we get into the worst of NHL franchise management, I thought we would start by acknowledging – uh, a guy you've talked about on this podcast on more than one occasion, as we've done season previews and talking about teams overperforming and doing well over in Chicago, Blackhawks goalie, Mark Andre Fleury recorded his 500th career win. And that is elite company in the world of hockey. This guy's, a—I mean, this guy's going to be a hall of famer. Like we know that, but Tell me, just from your perspective, what does it mean? Because he's only the third goaltender in NHL history to reach 500 career wins. He joins Patrick Waugh and Martin Brodeur. And I don't think he's going to catch Brodeur, Brody, with his 691 wins. That's not happening. But Wah, 551, a couple more seasons—that's that's doable. So thoughts on Marc Andre Fleury and and his record, or well, his 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 milestone.
3: I recognize what he's done as being significant. Uh, obviously, 500 wins. He's He's been, you know, as a Caps fan, he was a major thorn <laughs> in our side. I mean, I still remember Game 7 of 2009. Ovi comes in on a breakaway. Flurry turns him away. If Ovi scores there, that game probably turns out differently in the whole series. And the Caps fortunes for a decade turn out differently. So, um, you know, he's a Stanley Cup winning goalie. He did it twice with Pittsburgh, um I think twice. Uh, I don't I think it was uh Murray was the one who got the back- to back ones, and Flurry was backing him up. But then you look at you know he goes to he goes to Vegas first season uh, under crazy circumstances, leads an expansion team to the finals, and that year the caps finally got the best of him. But still, when you're talking about Marty Brodeur and Patrick Waugh. And now you're throwing Fleury in there as the third guy to win 500. Um, That's beyond elite company. I mean, you're talking arguably, you know, those two guys and maybe Ken Dryden, you can throw in there as as greatest goalies of all time. And now you've got to consider Marc-Andre Fleury part of that. And I think this year is some of his best work because he struggled badly, as did the whole Blackhawk team early in the season. He couldn't... He's he's eight and ten, but yeah. a lot of those tens came early. Ten came early right. in the season, and he's been he's been you know really playing better, um, you know. And he did his five hundredth win with with uh, with a exclamation mark because he shuts out the Canadians, and and you know that's that was great. So yeah, I mean I have nothing but respect for Mark Andre Fleury, he, the thorn in our side that he's been. Uh, notwithstanding, he's a tremendous goalie. And yeah, I mean, third guy to hit that milestone is, is nothing short of remarkable future first ballot Hall of Famer, flower power, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, right. he's he's excellent, a tremendous goalie. You know, none of them are unbeatable. That's just the way that hockey is. But when you look at what he's done as far as consistency, I mean, he's been doing this for over a decade um, with now his third different team. And I and and I tell you, if he gets the Blackhawks to the playoffs this year, it will be nothing short of miraculous. And they're in a decent spot to pull that off. So yeah, it's it's tremendous achievement for him.
2: If I were to do a baseball comp, you know, guy who's got heavy, you know, big longevity, multiple teams over the course of a career, and just consistent, Nolan Ryan is a baseball comp is kind of the where we go like. And Nolan Ryan was, you know always amongst the best pitchers in baseball I would I would argue that very rarely was he the best pitcher in baseball like like Uh, he was never just the guy like he never was that guy but he was just so consistent in his dominance and I I think Marc-Andre Fleury is, is a lot like that as well yeah. So I want to share one other. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this one on you last second. Uh, in terms of headlines, it's just something I missed, but I think is newsworthy. And actually, is a little bandwagon nerdish. But uh, you love video games, uh, and you buy NHL hockey games for for video game systems. And Every I year. I just found one more reason to add NHL 22 to my repertoire of games because there is going to be an update to EA Sports NHL 22 adding women's international teams to the game. Uh and so it's a little thing. It's not something that, you know, is going to turn anything around for for a lot of men who who buy the, you know buy games like this, but we're going to have an like an international hockey element to NHL 22 with the women hockey teams, the U S women hockey team. You can, you can play the United States and Canada hockey matchup rivalry over and over and over from the comfort of your own video gaming room and location. I just think it's a cool story. I think it's good representation matters. Um, and and is just a, a good step for, for the video game and is a good way to keep building fans of, of the game and the franchise. If it, if it persuades, a, a young woman to to pick up that game because she could play some of her hockey heroes. Awesome.
3: Yeah. I think, you know, when you look at it, it's a good addition to the game for sure. I mean, for somebody like me, who's just like an offline franchise dynasty mode player, it's not going right. to be a selling point, but I'm going to get the game because of the capitals anyway. Um, but you look at uh, comparable, you know, you we're talking comps and stuff. Look at what NBA 2K22 did this year, focusing on the w- WNBA. One of the, like the cover I got for the PlayStation 5 bundle when I got that had the w- WNBA on there. And, you know, when they started, the WNBA was just kind of like a 15 game season in playoffs. Now it's a fully entrenched mode in 2K22. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, FIFA doesn't do that. Although I know the FIFA license is going away and it's just going to be EA sports, fucking soccer, whatever they're going to call it. Um, but I don't think that they've integrated the women's teams into FIFA yet, which is criminal. When you look at the yeah, Women's yeah, World yeah, Cup. I've,
2: yeah. I've, and, you, and you look at where there's a huge market in the United States in particular, like to, to use some r- wrestling parlance. They're over like Rover, like oh, the women's yeah. national team. Like that's that's big time. It's more popular than the men's team,
3: even though they don't get paid like it because they're better uh, than them. They'd probably beat them. Well, never, maybe not anymore, but
2: <laughs> no, I mean, and the men's men's soccer is doing what it can. It's just so far behind the rest of the world. And frankly, the United States in terms of men's sports, like it's number four, even though it's the most played sport, it's the most
3: played youth sport in the country. Uh, well, I, I think it's still probably behind hockey as far as overall popularity in the U S
2: I don't know about that, man. It's getting uh, closer.
3: But it, you uh, know, sh- I don't know. talking about soccer a little I bit, I would urge people, watch the MLS Cup coming on in just a couple hours as we're recording this and watch that atmosphere in Portland. They're hosting New York okay, City so FC. So it's going to be on Tuesday in a couple hours? Uh, no, as we're recording this, it's going to be on.
2: Right, I know, but they're going to listen to this on Tuesday. They'll know the they'll, –
3: they'll they'll know the – that's
2: true. That's as, true. As, as we record on Saturday, I'm just – K-Fame Tuesday. Maybe remember? I'm just
3: urging you to watch it, Pat. There you go. That's what it is.
2: I the Army-Navy games on today. Oh. So I gotcha. love watching the Army-Navy gotcha. football game. All right. Let's go into a couple of other little news pieces. We're gonna We're going to juxtapose two franchises. First, we're going to juxtapose – we're going to start with a franchise that I think has gotten itself right – by getting sold to what I would argue is one of the stablest sports groups, most stable sports groups out there. And that is, we t- I talked about this, true story, this was part of the conversation I had with Kyle when he jumped in for you where we were talking about this sale being pending. Well, it's now approved, and much to your chagrin, the Pittsburgh Penguins' sale to the Fenway Sports Group, one of the best ownership groups in all of sports, they they are they are approved to buy the Pens, and, and I think you should be on notice as a Caps fan because the Pens are about to get themselves right in a in a pretty big way because this is I mean this is the the group that owns the Boston Red Sox they own one of the major you mentioned the MLS I can't remember which MLS franchise they own or may not even be MLS I think it might actually be in Europe um, it could
3: be the, a, the New England Revolution but, had a hell of a season so it might be them but. They, um, and Mario Lemieux and Ron Burke will still be
2: a part of the group of the ownership group, but they will not be majority ownership. So mm. they, this is a, this is a big, this is a big deal. They own the Red Sox, Liverpool. That's who they own. They own the Liverpool football club. So it's run by uh John Henry, who is a billionaire, of course, but, Outside of this not being good for you as a Caps fan, because this means this franchise is going to probably straighten itself out and become much more even keeled and and not and not the struggle that it actually was earlier in this season and even in the off season. Your reaction to the Pens being sold and it being approved and it's
3: official? Extreme disappointment. No, um, you know that's just me as a Caps fan, but. <laughs> As it's, a fan. As a fan. I, You know, it's it's good for Pittsburgh. You know, you were talking one of the elite franchises in the NHL. And, yeah, I mean, pulling back the curtain even more, the Pens did beat the Caps last night. Um, and, and they've been playing much better lately. And, you know, if they get, they're going to get Gensel back. They're going to get Malkin back. This is a team that, unfortunately, is going to improve drastically. Now, whether they can win the division or they're too far behind, I don't know because the caps are going to get healthy as well. Uh, So that's going to be fun going down. But, you know, anytime you stabilize one of your marquee teams that are having ownership issues and and you say, we're we're inserting this ownership um, foundation that is going to stabilize this franchise and, and allow them to remain competitive. And you don't have to worry about fire sales to make payroll and all this other shit that's going on. It's great for the league. It's, it's obviously great for the penguins. And, you know, Caps fan notwithstanding, that's good. I mean, any, you know, when you talk about, you know, the other franchise we're going to talk about in just a moment, not an elite franchise and probably needs to move. But, you know, when you compare that to teams like like the Pens, like the Blues, Blackhawks, Rangers, Capitals, Islander, you know, when you got your marquee teams that are having ownership issues and you stabilize it like this, that's great for the league. So my fandom notwithstanding, kudos to the Penguins. For getting that that situation worked out, um, and yeah, they're going to remain a thorn, a pain in my ass for the next decade, I'm sure.
2: I'd also like to add kudos to the Fenway Sports Group for keeping Mario Lemieux on board Absolutely. as part of the ownership. Like you need, like that's that's the fate. Like to me, he is the ultimate face of Penguins hockey. He is, and and, Be- and, and that comes to me growing up, like him, him and Yarmir Yager. Yeah. Those that was it for Penn's hockey as a kid. Like as oh, I was watching, absolutely. Younger. They
3: they're the two that brought them their first championship, their first real success. Right. And hopefully, this group is smart enough that you know you figure Sid's going to probably retire in the next five years or something like that. And hopefully, they bring Sid on as well in a, in a uh, in a managerial position because I think he would be tremendous. They've they've been running specials this year about how this generation was influenced by Sidney Crosby. I can't stand the guy on a personal level because of what he's done to my franchise, but it's like anybody Shane. else. I respect the hell out of him as just probably the greatest player of our generation. And that includes Ovi. Um, they're different players, but I, I recognize what Sid has. Sid's accomplished more. And he's been a yeah. better team player. Ovi's a better goal scorer. Sid's the better That's overall true. player.
2: Uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. So from one good decision moving a franchise into the realm of what we presume will be a well-run franchise to one of my favorite stories ever. So earlier in the week, again, pulling the cor- curtain back, I get a, I get a message from the aforementioned Dr. S'mores. Uh, I'm just going with his Twitter handle now. Cause I love it. The, talking about the Arizona coyotes, the, you know, in uh, Glendale, Arizona, that they might get locked out of their home arena because the city of Glendale said they owed delinquent tax bills for unpaid and unpaid arena charges in that result in the totaling in the area of one point three million dollars now that has since been rectified as the coyotes have paid their debts so they're not going to get locked out but this quote I'm going to read this quote. is this statement from the coyotes we have already launched an investigation to determine how this could have happened and the initial indications are that it appears to be the result of an unfortunate human error a 1.3 million dollar human error that is horrid management horrid management by ownership dave you mentioned that they might be moving. There is uh, an offer on the table in the neighborhood of, I want to say, around $7 million, $1.7 billion, sorry, way, way more than $7 million to to move to Tempe in, in part of a development plan. But dude, dude, why would you want that? Human error, 518 and 2
3: at the time that I'm yeah. reading this article. Let's- this is a epic performance. fire of epic us no, let, and, and let's be honest. It, it, it's, it's, even if it was human error in the first place, I'm sure that the city of Glendale notified them of this multiple times leading into this. And nothing was done to rectify that until they finally were threatened with, we're going to lock you out of this arena. And you know, where are you going to play your games at that point in time? Um, the Arizona Coyotes are a, a, a dumpster fire right now. I mean, on the ice, it's bad. Off the ice, it's even worse. This is a franchise that desperately needs a change of scenery. And I'm not talking about going across the state to Tempe. I don't think that's going to... I mean, I guess when you've got the moniker Arizona, you can go wherever you want. But there are so many more attractive options. You know, you've got Houston wants a team badly. Quebec desperately wants a team. There are places you could move this franchise and get a fresh start with a different environment you're already having problems with Arizona. You know, I, I it's not going to be that much better across the state. So I, I, I foresee when you, you got to
2: consider, you, gotta, you do have to consider who owns the franchise right now though. And that's, and that's the thing is like the, the like the name of the group that owns the coyotes is literally ice, Arizona, hockey, LLC. Yeah.
3: That's, so, you know, they need me. Need,
2: yeah. <laughs> Somebody like that you want to talk about somebody who probably needed the Finway Sports Group to take over. The Arizona Coyotes need need somebody capable or a group capable of, of owning and running a franchise cuz they it's a joke. It's embarrassing. Yeah, they it's were just, supposed to be And you're right. There are plenty of places that would love to take on a franchise.
3: Oh, absolutely. There. I mean I, I mean Quebec is the one that stands out. They've been desperate to get somebody back since the avalanche or Nordiques left. Uh, but yeah, I think when you run into problems like this, you see it all over the place. You know, you look at what, what happened with the Raiders historically with LA and then Vegas, you look at the situation that the A's are having right now. Um, you look at what, what happened with the Winnipeg jets moving to Atlanta back to, I mean, it's, it's, it's been an ongoing thing with, uh, with franchises. And when you reach this point, it's time for a change. And I think you got to get Arizona, got to get the coyotes out of that state, um, you know they're they've had decent fan support, but you know how are those fans gonna keep showing up if the team keeps putting out the product? I mean, dead last right now. So I mean, dead dead last in the in the West, and yeah, they're they're just not good. So I so I need I think they need to make a change, but we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, hey, you you're got your back stuff taken care of. They're, they're probably still behind on other things, but yeah, I I don't buy this bullshit. It's human error. Okay six months ago. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a
2: human error that costs multiple people their jobs. That's what, what needs to happen exactly. there. Exactly. So, Anyway, I will say amongst their five wins, they did beat the blues once, so I can't rip on them too hard. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of chair shot radio. Before we get out of here, Dave, tell everybody where to find you out there on the interwebs.
3: Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at attitude. Ag, that is at attitude. A G G and facebook.com slash attitude of aggression.
2: And you can follow me on the Twitter. Tw-
3: twatter. The twatter on the tw- yes. That's, that's twatter. a new platform. On,
2: on the Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Please, please, please listen to Dave and I every Tuesday here on ChairShot Radio. Join us for Bandwagon Nerds on Mondays. And, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's edition of ChairShot Radio. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We promise next week that we will rip on a different team who is a dumpster fire, I'm sure, as they will make the headlines. Until then, make sure that you get out there and listen to all the awesome things we have to offer on thechairshot.com. And remember, no matter what podcast you listen to on the ChairShot Radio Network, you must always remember to use your head.
0: Thechairshot.com.